female in technology looking to reach the VP level and beyond? Join me, Lisa Kostova, and guests for honest and real tips, strategies, and conversation to accelerate and most importantly, enjoy your career climb today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Female Tech Exec. Today, I want to challenge you a little, or at least those of you who I hear say that you're overwhelmed. So I want to explore the topic of overwhelm from a very unusual angle. And bear with me just a minute. There are a number of women that I've worked with in our programs who I hear mention the word overwhelm more than others. And it usually happens in the context of, well, I don't know what I should do next. I'm overwhelmed. There's too much on my plate. I don't know how to solve this. I am trying to push back and say no, but things just keep coming. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. If you don't relate to this and you've already mastered your time and you feel like you're in a grounded place, um, feel free to either skip this episode or listen to it with the perspective of coaching someone on your team who might, might still be in overwhelm and might not know how to get out of it. So I'd like you to just Think back to a time when you've been overwhelmed, when you felt overwhelmed. And I'd like you to feel the memory in your body. Where in your body are you feeling the overwhelm? Is your stomach clenched? Is your heart racing faster? Um, is there pressure? What are the body sensations of feeling overwhelmed? And then I want to check in with your mind. And in this kind of state of overwhelm, I want you to answer this question. Can you think? Can you be creative right now? Can you... Is your mind sufficiently relaxed to where you feel you have access to ideas, inspiration? Are you having fun? Chances are the answer to all these is no. When you're in a state of overwhelm, the nervous system activates a very ancient part of its survival mechanism called the fight or flight response. By design, and nature is the greatest designer of all, the blood rushes to your extremities, away from your stomach, which, you know, explains why you're normally not able to eat or stomach food when you're in a state of overwhelm or stress. Blood rushes from your heart and from your brain, which, by the way, takes a large amount of energy and blood and oxygen to keep working optimally. All that blood and oxygen goes straight to your extremities so you can flee the tiger. And in that state of cortisol, of hormones, stress hormones rushing to your system, of being um, in a fight or flight response, 
you are not in the right state of mind to solve a problem or to get yourself out of this overwhelm state. Your mind does not have the capacity, the capability to think its way out. You're just wanting to flee. So the most important thing to do first is to get yourself in a different environment or get yourself in a different state, one that relaxes you, one that says sends a different signal to your body that it is safe, the threat has passed. So whether you find yourself in a physical office or at your computer during a Zoom call or when you're seeing the Slack message that dumps yet one more thing on your plate, I want you to change your physical environment to be able to cope with that overwhelm that results. So get up, go to a different place, change the setting right away. Ideally, you're able to step out in nature or close to something green or step outside for a second. I want you to consciously just stretch your body and take a few deep breaths all the way from your belly feel the diaphragm expanding taking that breath in and then uh, audibly exhaling then another deep breath ah uh, uh. And I really want that sound in there because what you're doing now is you're sending a signal to your nervous system to get out of the flight or fight response. I want you to sit in a comfortable place or be in a supportive setting to do that. I want you then to do some body movements that we normally do when we are relaxed That is like doing a little stretch, yawning, (sighs) doing anything that you do in a time or space when you feel safe and relaxed, stretching, stretching your neck, rotating your neck, keep breathing deeply. If it is supportive, I'd like you to start put on music or some sound that'll help you. Maybe it's white noise. Maybe it's whatever music you find supportive that you use to get yourself in a state of flow. Like I have a playlist that I use when I'm writing or creating things on my computer. I you to put that on. Mm, listen to something that soothes you, again, changing the environment. So this is very important to do because realize that the longer you pass hormones of stress through your body, the less your body knows how to self-regulate. Self-regulation is important to return the system back to balance And to be able to get to a place where you'll be able to naturally think of what to do next. But when you're in a state of overwhelm, it is not a place where you can create a solution out of. 
The other thing I want you to consider is how has overwhelm helped you get what you want or need from your environment? And I really like you to be honest with yourself. You can see that sometimes with kids or with people around you, that when they kind of plop themselves and they get into that overwhelmed, don't know what to do, please help me, I'm overwhelmed type of mode, is somebody, there's someone in their environment who steps in the role of the rescuer, of someone who comes in and says, oh, you poor thing, here's what you should do next. Maybe it's the manager, maybe it's the boss, maybe it's somebody in a position of authority who will take pity on the poor, overwhelmed person and rescue them. Sometimes I've seen women who are quite experienced, quite knowledgeable, resort to that tactic, unconsciously, I believe, because it has gotten them resources and help before. So I really want you to understand that some of your attachment to that overwhelmed state may be a conditioning because you believe it's working for you on some level. It's getting you what you need. It's eliciting a reaction from your environment that delivers you relief or a specific way forward or somebody telling you what you should do next, which is a lot more believable than trusting your own instincts or ideas. So really, really examine your relationship with the state of overwhelm and understand any possible addictions you have to that state as a sort of a safety blanket that may serve you in the short term, but at what cost? Because if you ask yourself, well, as an individual contributor, that can help me because I don't have to learn how to prioritize my own time. I don't have to learn how to say no in a way that, you know, doesn't build burn bridges and promotes, you know, the work and keeps us going forward and builds good relationships. I don't have to learn that. I can just pull that emergency cord and say, help me, I'm overwhelmed. So what are you not learning by kind of defaulting to overwhelm? Because the truth is, if you're kind of this person that's a project for everybody around you, at some point, people are going to tire of that. In any case, they're not going to trust you to be a leader and take on more responsibility because you obviously don't even know how to keep your stuff together let alone help someone else keep their stuff together. I um it's taken me a lot of effort to try to relate to that state and position because I come at it from the other side. I am more guilty of being the <laughs> sucker who steps in to rescue people, at least uh, in the past. And that has had an addictive quality of its own because you feel powerful, you feel like you're saving people, you feel like you have 
um, yeah, you're talented and powerful. You can come in and help save someone from themselves. But I realized a few years ago that by doing that, I was robbing people of their growth and potential to develop themselves into strong leaders. I was robbing them out of their training wheels and their ability to learn on from their own mistakes while those mistakes had lesser consequences, while they were more junior, while the things that they messed up had less of a impact on the company, on people, on the team. The more you can learn on the small stuff, the easier it gets to handle when the consequences increase in scope and nature. So I really want you to think about that. Think of overwhelm as a sign that's pointing to, hey, you need to adjust. You need to learn something that you haven't quite mastered yet. It's not your state of regular being. Most people who are successful at work are not successful because they live in a state of overwhelm and somehow power through it with willpower and just like push through it. No, they're not in overwhelm. They're not in overwhelm. They've learned how to be in flow. They've learned how to prioritize their time, how to put boundaries, how to care more about the outcome of what they're working for and the results than whether somebody likes them or not, or whether their agenda is, you know, liked by everyone. So I really want you to take overwhelm just as a sign, a sign that you still have something to learn, that you have something to master and not as a verdict on who you are and what you're capable of. Um, It truly is very rewarding for me to see women get out of overwhelm in our coaching programs. It really is one of the most rewarding things to witness because a person getting out of that mentality of helplessness or even at times victimization, once they find their power, once they find what they're capable of, there's no stopping them. And after they've sat in overwhelm for a long period of time, they never ever want to go back there. So that is my wish and desire for you, that you should learn from overwhelm, uh, either for yourself or for your team, help them get out of overwhelm by really leading yourself through making your system, your body feel safe, and then accessing, accessing a part of your brain and part of your mind that is available to you when you're relaxed, when you're creative, when you have that ability to see things, see things from a higher perspective. That's it for today. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Climb on and I'll talk to you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe, send to a friend, leave a review and connect with me on social media. The best way to connect is to register for the next free Product VP Challenge at www.productvpchallenge.com. Until next time, keep climbing and keep enjoying the climb.